Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host, Tony Ann, and with me this week, I've got Aria and Michael. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, also known as Moan Rivers. <laughs> I always love to see what your little names are. Uh, we have no news this week, so we are going to jump right into our headlines. First up, Rachel sees Brady holding a gun on Kristen and calls the cops. Brady comes clean with Jada, but Trask's in- Trask insists on pressing charges. The way I cussed out little Brady Christina this week. Because you're calling her Brady Christina. You know what? I am team. It's not her fault, though. It is absolutely not her fault. I am team Brady solely for the purpose of the fact that he knows he fucked up and he owned he fucked up. Mm -hmm. He got caught and he owned it. Y'all, it's (sighs) wild, but yeah. Uh, this time around, I'm team Brady because y'all, this bitch is exhausting him. And he he's going around like being the mood today drained me all the time because of Kristen. And I, I get that he 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 got fed up. Like, sure, it's not the best thing, especially with Rachel around, but he wasn't entirely sure that she was like, yeah, he had a feeling that Rachel was. He literally called her name to come downstairs before he pulled the gun. And that's kind of where he lost me. Like, why are you brandishing a weapon when you believe your child to be in that house? That was my only point in which he lost me. I almost wish he would have, like, lured her to the park or called her over to the townhouse and pulled the gun on her with Rachel not there. But I, this wasn't really premeditated. Like this, I don't think him pulling the gun was something he was planning to do. He doesn't always carry a gun with him. So clearly, he, I true. mean, that that wasn't even his gun. That was John's gun that he took out of the lockbox in the townhouse and brought with him for the sole purpose of he knew he was going to rip up those custody papers and he knew he wasn't going to give her what he wanted. And he wanted to have insurance with him in case shit went south. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it it wasn't the smartest idea to have a gun with you, especially when there's a child around in the mansion. I'm going to be real. But before you go on, Michael, but I get why why he's pushed to this limit. And this is wild coming from me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you revoked your Brady fan card about a year and a half ago. Yeah, so two years ago. So it, yeah, team. I'm team Brady on this one. Hi, he he he's been pushed to his limits. So, well, I let that gun shit go when I remembered that she had little Brady Christina in the fucking attic and in the fucking cellar. That part begging that... for cookies and fucking bubble gum. So that at was... the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. You got what you got, bitch. That the only it, reason I'm mad is because the police was called. I was, and I, I think, go ahead. I think Rachel regrets that. You could kind of see that in her face, like when Brady, because Brady and Bell were talking after he was released on bail. Um, and Bell's like, "You made my job a hell of a lot harder, and you could face some real time for this." And they cut to to Rachel 
you know, cowering in the corner, her favorite place to hide is always behind a wall somewhere. Um, and you could see the look on her face was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? But here's my thing with that. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? And, and let me tell you why I feel this way. Didn't you just get in trouble a few weeks ago from Ubering to a fucking prison to see your mother? The same prison that that her mother just got out of because she scored a pardon because she pulled strings? Why should she? No, but the principle is, you know, did nobody explain to you your mother is in jail because she did a bad thing and the police were called and they ushered her away? And then she clearly got out of it. So why would Rachel believe that the police is something bad? Like doing that is something where the consequences will last because this all falls on the parenting again. True. Very true. Because the one place Brady messed up is not telling Rachel the truth because at some point it, it goes from protecting your child from the truth to to keep them safe and it it went into hurt it ended up hurting her because her not knowing the truth and not understanding why brady's doing the things that he's doing is only making her more confused especially when you factor in the fact that Kristen was whispering in her ear and telling her all these things that were never going to be true the best way brady could have counteracted all of that was to tell the truth when there are actual facts to back up the things that he says, all she has to do is go online and Google. Yeah. They're not wrong. And that, and I, I, I can see that Brady's realizing that he, he messed up, but now it may be too late because the damage has been done. I think it needs to come from, here's the thing. I don't think it should I mean, it should have come from Brady initially. However, at this point, I feel feel like John and Marlena should sit down with Rachel and talk with her and tell her how the kind of person her mom is. Have yeah. Marlena show her the secret room that isn't a secret. She knows about that room. She's been to that room, but now she can, she can talk about the genesis of I, that room. I was wondering something throughout. I I don't remember which episodes she was on, but I remember like thinking, how did Rachel manage to um, call the police, or when did she call the police? Because she, 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 I know, she I know, it. I know she said it, but before that, like I was like she was out in the hall in the the mayor mansion for like maybe a minute. Maybe she called then, but she said when uh, when they came to um, John Marlena's apartment that she called the cops when he parked the car or something like that. When, he, when they stopped for gas. He went stopped to get gas. gas. Okay, thank you. I, I thought it was one or the other, but yeah, it was stopped for gas. So that's, I was wondering that. I was like, how did she have time? Sure, it's a minute, but it's not like calling the cops and telling them, uh, my dad pulled a gun on my mom. That's not a one minute call. Was anybody shocked that Melinda actually wanted the charges to be pressed, given who the victim, quote unquote, is in this situation? No, because getting the black slash karaoke is a big deal. But 
but yes but she has eternal beef with Kristen so why yeah, would she want to help her weird. that's my thing like Kristen killed her child so why would she give a crap about uh, about anybody pu- pulling a gun yeah, on I her I do realize Trance has let a lot of people go in the past few months that is true but she's also and she has to lay down the law now or she will lose her fucking spot. Yeah, but she it... should have already been lo- losing so her she... spot for all so the people that she's she's... Go- she's definitely going to go after um a big target right now. If you ever met a DA, you know DAs are sharks and bitches. If they see an opportunity to move ahead politically. In the grand scheme of things, regardless on if she has beef on the victim or not, she's gonna go for it. I wish they kind of addressed that though. Yeah. Well, they definitely should speak on it, but if like, you know, for the common person who doesn't have to like, you know, take clients to court or go to court for any other odd reason, you wouldn't know that a DA is a shark. So they should explain it, but they're not. It's days, folks. Come on. I mean, she's definitely given that vibe, so it's not out of the like it's not out of the blue. Now, do you think that Kristen will tell Brady that she'll drop the charges if he agrees to join custody? Honestly, truly, even if she did, I don't think Brady would take it at this point. I don't think so either. I don't know. But I think... He's gone this far in the name of keeping custody. Hey. I think both of them should... But he got to lose. Yeah. I think both of them should lose custody of Rachel, though. Yeah. I I was talking to someone on the timeline. I think it might have been Joe. I said, I I want... um, either John and Marlena to get her or Eric. See, I wanted Belle to get her, but with Drunky Drunk McDrunkerson in the background, I don't know anymore. I mean, that could that could be interesting. Like, Belle having to deal with Rachel and then her husband. But Sean kind of had an epiphany not too long ago. Yeah, once he, so that's outed, over, once he, outed, once he outed Rafe and Jada, he went to Marlena to get help. That doesn't stop a drunk. It does not, but it's He's not gonna a... have to go to meetings. He's but gonna need a sponsor. Remember, this is Sean Brady. Again, and the show does not care. It. They're not showing that story. So I wouldn't know if he was getting the actual help he needed anyway. We'll know the next time he airs. But since he barely airs and it'll be two months before that we get a resolve to that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I hate it. I hate it here. But yeah, um, <laughs> someone else aside from Brady and Kristen should get custody of Rachel because uh, her she has not been the Chloe focus. jumped into the room. Ooh, that'd be so messy. But yeah, the Chloe said, I'll do. Ooh, I'm. I, I kind of wished. I'm sorry. Sorry to all the Kristen fans who listen, but I kind of wish he shot her dead. I'm over the character. And to me, there's no hope for her. So I kind of... Damn, what did Chloe do to you? Not Chloe, No, Kristen, Kristen. Kristen. Oh, well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, 
Or it is like, now where you were in where you are in 1998. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. She's dead. Like, get up. Here's the thing. Ooh, this this might be the episode where the Christian fans just jump for us. Um, uh, I'm shocked they haven't already. We haven't exactly been kind to her in the past. Well, here's the thing. I'm trying to find a nice way to say this. The Kristen of 1998 is not the Kristen I am watching now. He's not. The Kristen we're seeing... She was, she was batshit crazy. But even 1998 Kristen had its limits of not crossing over into insanity. This Kristen crossed over into that bridge during musical mask. I feel like Kristen of the 90s had more layers. We're being nice about it, but y'all know what we're trying to say in the background. Yeah. She <laughs> had more layers back in the day. And I'm not saying the current Kristen did not have any. However, they've taken out what could have made her a multi-layered character. And what we're stuck with is either full-on cartoon villain or... Weepy Kristen hey, era. Oh, like there's no in there's no in between. Uh, uh, sister Kristen, the patron saint of tears. Yeah. So like it's 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 I'm over the character. I want her gone. I would have been full on Team Brady if you shot her. That's my I like answer. how we're saying something without saying something because I know what y'all are saying. And I know but what I I'm I will say, and I'm going to use this as a segue point into our next head headline. Tony said it's the, getting dangerous. Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Kristen I do enjoy is the manipulative Kristen, which we kind of got a glimpse of. Uh, which one when, is that? Old Kristen or this Kristen? All Kristens, I guess. Kristen blackmails Dimitri to to side with her and give her a piece of the Von Leuschner fortune, while EJ and Stefan make peace in order to properly deal with Dimitri so I guess Rachel seeing Dimitri and Leah was only used as a plot point so that Kristen can find out and use it for blackmail they were having a sleepover <laughs> I, I doubt there was much sleeping going on here's the thing before like I don't really care about this story but here's the thing I'm kind of confused with Dimitri because I feel like the actor maybe is playing the, this way. I'm kind of confused if he's actually serious with Leo or not. If he's, I can't tell if he, I can't tell if he's serious about Leo or if he's serious about Gwen. I'm honestly confused. And I think it's a, an acting choice, obviously. I'm not sure if it's a writing choice. But I'm I'm very confused. And that's basically the only thing I have to say about this story. Are you confused in the sense that you want to know more? Or are you confused in the sense that this makes no sense? Please end it. No, not the latter. But it's more like I'm co confused. Is he playing them both? I mean, obviously he wants the money. So we know that much. But I'm not sure... I, I can I can see him being gay, 
it's just not I'm not being sure if he actually wants to be with Leo or if he did that to keep it quiet about what he found I, out like I'm not yeah sure. I don't know I can't tell because even though he, he says he was playing Gwen too but some of the stuff he was saying to Gwen always came off so realistic and it's just like y'all are overthinking that <laughs> but I, I that's because I got confused any, any storyline <laughs> that leads to Gwendolyn Bounce Chet taking a huge L oh it's a win it's absolutely which Take is literally BW and run with it because on like on yeah no you're you're not wrong because literally the show is now going out of their way to make sure she takes an L which I don't mind like if they we're realize gonna... we don't fuck with her now they finally got the message <laughs> because speaking like of, I th- speaking of fucking I <laughs> there's a rumor going around I don't know should I spoil it here. Say we can it, bleep but... it. Go, go, go. <laughs> there's a rumor. We can bleep it if yep. we feel it's bleepable. Okay. So there's a rumor that um Gwen, uh maybe not a rumor, just said like someone uh Greg uh, hinted towards it, but it, apparently Greg hinted at um uh, Dimitri Gwen Leo threesome. Um well I don't I, I don't know. I mean, Dace has done threesomes before, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. They, they uh, did it before one time. Yeah, they did. So I'm not one sure. time. Come on now, Tony. <laughs> That's not a precedent. It's not. I'm. Hmm. I, I, I don't I, know. I, guess. I, I think I think because of how close Gwen and Leo are, it would be weird. But I don't know. We can bleep the names on this one, Ari, yet. Huh? Let's keep them guessing and bleep the names. Sure. But yeah, we'll see if it happens. It just just doesn't fit storyline-wise, but it's Leo. (laughs) The only way I I see it making sense is if there's a dream of it. I don't. I don't know which one of them would be having the dream. Probably Dimitri, if he is in fact falling for both of them, he may just you know have a fantasy about having both of them. But other than that, I don't. See Y'all it said actually. the names too many times. We can't believe this. Anyway, let's just keep it in. We'll see if it happens or not. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. We've been loud and wrong before, yeah. Tony. But yeah. The rest Everybody. of the story, y'all can discuss this because <laughs> it's not something I'm invested in. I think I've fast-forwarded most of Wait it. Wait a minute, everybody. We've all had moments. Y'all me. can have at it on the next part of the story. <laughs> it, it, this is this story is me. This is me with this story, like Michael is with the Abe story. Well, darling, I didn't read the outline, so I don't know what the story is going to be. Tony? <laughs> well, you never read the outline, so that's not a shock. Um, but that's Okay, don't be rude. Don't be fucking rude. I'm talking about the E.J. and Stefan <laughs> part of the story where they make peace in order to deal with Dimitri. Like, I do not oh, give I didn't a give a fuck about that. I didn't care either. I, the only thing that had me slightly intrigued is if, like, 
EJ and Stefan were playing Dimitri in what like when they came in and, and EJ kicked him out and then Stefan was playing the good brother and said, no, no, he can stay. I thought that was part of whatever plan that EJ and Stefan cooked up with at the bar. But the way EJ reacted, I wasn't so sure. Remember but, at the beginning when we had all the Damaras in the mansion and we were like, oh, this this is intriguing. It's yeah, not, but then it's it then it became juvenile then it became juvenile shit and we just didn't care. So I'm okay that EJ and Stefan have deaded this juvenile beef because I was very, very sick of the um merry-go-round of drugs. Well, here's my thing. I yes, but also when they started lying to each other, oh, you remind me a lot of father. Listen, oh no. I when he said that, when EJ was like Honestly, to be honest, you're the most like Stefano of all of his children. I said, bitch, where? I'm like, bitch, where? That was Andre. And to a lesser extent, it was also EJ. Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't remember old EJ anymore. EJ started when Dan came. We don't remember the other one. I mean, listen... The closest Stefan came to being like his father is when he was a wig sniffing weirdo, but Stefano was never even that weird. Yeah, he what? wouldn't. Be. <laughs> I mean, Stefano crossed Marlena some help. Yes, Stefano crossed a lot of lines, don't get me wrong. And Stefano was the prime domino that led to the original possession. So Stefano did a lot of things in the name of his obsession with Marlena, but you know. Other than Ray that, wasn't one of them. Yeah. No, he, he had boundaries. Not many, but he did have them. But like I said, I'm okay with this juvenile shit with EJ and Stefan ending because it never made any sense. But shall we move into the next part, next headline? Sure. Gabby threatens Lee with a gun. Stefan is worried about Gabby and the anvils are dropping about her exit. So I am even more confirmed in my theory after this week that Gabby is definitely exiting Salem in a body bag. Yeah, she's definitely taking a trip to Doug. <laughs> Notice how we said Doug. But yeah, I wasn't entirely convinced. I think I said it last week. I was like, damn, Tony, you think she's dying? But when I heard that line, like, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but when he said, like, I don't want any anything to happen to you or something like that, I was like, okay, she's most likely going to die. Damn, all I... race siblings die. <laughs> and the thing is, one thing that's taking me out of this is how he's basically scolding her for things he, for things that turned him on back in the day. I think it's because back... Not like only that... Well, I'm sorry, Tony, but not only that, it's weird to me how he's scolding her when it's n not trivial things that she's going off about. I don't think that Stefan realizes that Gabby spent five years thinking that he was dead. She watched him die. Exactly. And I... And I I think, too, back then, he also didn't realize 
how much time they wouldn't have so he could enjoy those things about her because back then he thought he had all the time in the world now he knows he you know now he knows what it's like to be without her because they spent so much time apart that he doesn't want to waste the time they do have with her putting her life in danger which makes so sense. I can't which I, I kind of see it from his point of view too, but like all like just like Michael said, her point of view completely makes sense in that she doesn't want to risk losing him again. Yeah, I can see that. I I I, I know why she's doing it. I just his stance of makes sense. I also but, don't. Believe, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. But it's also like the the way he's <laughs> scolding her. I don't know. It's not something that is interesting in the least, but it's kind of. I see. I see your point, Tony, but I also think like the way they're going at it is not is not really good. Yeah. Well, I, honestly, I'm gonna move to her holding a gun to Lee. I don't think she would have shot him. I don't know. She thought th- about it, yes, but at the same time, what her leaving did not give we got beef forever. It was more of a this is a house call and a one morning deal. Stop fucking with me. I'm trying to be nice, I'm trying to be the good ex wife and be friendly with you, but stop fucking with me. That's what that was. Now, if he does it again. Even though she's going to do a death walk. Now, if he does it again, yeah, she's going to shoot the shit out of him. One thing, though, um, that caught me off guard. Her quote, if I just became homicidal every time I was heartbroken. Ma'am, did you forget you the Yeah. You forget I, literally, the- I literally said that at the TV. Because, like, we, when we were watching it, I was like, she said that. And I'm like, but you have. She literally said, like, she had a whole damn pacemaker set in, and it was about to, like... Like, she had, she could literally explode Julie's heart with the push of a button. Exactly. Ma'am, you, you press the button on your phone at your wedding with Eli, thinking... (laughs) I was kind of, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all, as a whore and gore thing, he wanted that. <laughs> I wanted to see her heart go everywhere just because. I and mean, no, we, and, we saw some no of it. No shade to Julie. No shade to Julie. Y'all know I love my Julie dear. But I would like to see that. Much like I would like to see saw Abigail's head. I mean, we kind of saw... Oh my god, Michael. Not the decapitated head, Michael. I, I like to see going shit. I'm sorry. But we did see we did see Julie's heart beating very fast when Gabby accidentally pressed the button during when she had sex I with Eli. To see it explode out of her chest <laughs> all over the wedding guests. You were never going to get that though. But anyway, the point is, she literally pressed the button in front of sure Julie and every uh, Julie JJ and Lonnie faked it, but still like. Bring back JJ, by the way. <laughs> Random. But yeah, she literally pressed the button in front of everyone. And all of this was because she was heartbroken. So, ma'am, 
Yeah, I yeah, she said that, and it, it's it's very Gabby like to not be self aware like that. Like she would totally say something like that without realizing that she actually is that. But it yeah. was just like hilarious to me because I'm like, that's exactly what you did. Exactly. But um, that's basically it for this story. Shall we, Ariana? Are you ready to discuss what was probably our favorite story of the week? Sorry, y'all. Let's get Friday. Of course, I'm ready. Lonnie finds Abe, but Whitley finds her before they can make their escape. John and Steve track down Jerry and learn Abe is alive. As Marlena remembers that Whitley was her patient, Rafe has to tell the U.S. Marshal Lonnie is gone, but they find her passed out on the docks. Oh, man, so much happened. So much. Uh, Okay, so I think I want to start us off with what did you think of the tie-in to the possession? Oh, I love that. Yeah, they tied it in. Yeah, so basically, Michael, since you didn't watch it, um, Whitley was a patient of Marlena's during the time that she was possessed. So oh, her husband. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. No. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Which, which devil? Which devil? The, fir- the, fir- the second time. Oh, 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 I was about to say, because if she got first, first draft picked up, oh, boy. It was more devil. It was it was Mardevil 2.0. Um, her husband had just died. Her husband died of carbon monoxide poisoning, and apparently, he like, himself, so no, it what he didn't kill himself. It was an accident. Uh, they were having issues in their apartment with heat, so she put the space heater on. He wasn't feeling good, so he stayed home from work. She set him up on the couch, which put which put Abe on the couch in a whole other creepy context by the yeah, way she laying on dead bodies so <laughs> yep it's it's uh, very yeah. creepy without being like overbearing creepy oh yeah whitley's gone off the so defense. wait a minute she didn't kill him because that that's no, like kill him, but she, she blamed she, herself she left to go to work and, and when she, she came and, she and, and when she came Sorry. back <laughs> and when she came back her nice. husband her husband and all their cats were dead <laughs> yeah all of her cats died which is so <laughs> but i michael you're not listening like this this Hold story is actually it's a very detailed story. I appreciate that. Because that's and so I she gotta went watch to... Friday now. Shit. <laughs> I told you. So she a... went to she went to Marlena for grief counseling. Only the devil was possessing Marlena, so she didn't actually get the help that she needs. And she's been sitting in her grief and guilt for the last two years and she finally snapped. So basically uh, uh, it's maybe, not okay, like... maybe I'm dull I'm... because that was her fault. I'm sorry. I'm I'm be serious now. That so... was her fault. So it's not like uh, a lot of people, I think, not a lot of people, some people maybe were confused. It's not that the devil made her do it, but more so because Marlena was possessed by the devil, she didn't get get the right help. Proper that care she, that she yeah, needed. Exactly. So it's... a the door open because it was a dead cat in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it meant like I was like, "What? What's with the, all of the stuff? Like stuffed animals? Like Those, and the cats were multiplying because you notice every time they came back, there were more of them in every yeah. scene. And I'm like, "Ma'am, what's going on?" And they explained it. 
this week. Like she, her cats died. The only, the only slight miss for me is I need to see what her husband looks like. And I kind of wonder if he looks similar to Abe in that seeing Abe like that was a trigger for her because it looked, it reminded her of her husband. Either that or does she... Oh, he was already dead when she got home. I think... I No, Tony, I actually think it's more like she never got the proper care she needed. And then she just happened to, like, come across Abe at the hospital like she, when she went into his room. And she saw the opportunity to take care of him. But... This is all dogs work. Mm-hmm. And I actually liked that tie-in because it, it was brilliant. It was... really was. So I'm thinking it's either, like, we obviously, the parasocial theory is not correct, which I no. thought it was. But it's her coming up, becoming obsessed with Abe could have started from seeing him on the new segment. And then she wanted to care for him the way she wasn't able to with her husband. So yeah, but it's an interesting angle to this story. I I liked it. Me too. Like I said, I just don't know what made her snap at this moment to take Abe. Like, was it the amnesia of it all that she saw an opportunity to make her make him into her husband and get back what she lost? Like, what was it that made her say, "Let me take this man out of the hospital"? Probably didn't she say that it's. Because Colin was still out there or something well, that, like that. That's what she was telling Abe, but I don't actually know if that's the truth or just something that she I said to him. I think she just wanted, like, it's it's her guilt of not being able to save her husband. So in her mind, she thinks she's helping Abe. She thinks she's saving him. Exactly the way, like, she talked to Lonnie. Like she is convinced that what she's doing is right. What she's doing is helping Abe, but she's actually making it worse. Like I feel, I feel bad for Whitley, and I have to give props to Kim Coles because she's doing such an amazing job. She really is. She's doing so well. But somebody else I also want to give props to is Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Badass queen Lonnie Price Grant mm. was everything this week. The way that she effortless, effortlessly dragged Whitley every time she tried to like get her to play into the Paulina delusion. And she's like, bitch, you're not my mother. Mm-hmm. I was like living my best life for that moment. The way she barged in. like oh. I, I love that we actually... Uh, last Friday, we saw from Abe's point of view, because he was watching Body and Soul, and then he heard knocking, and then we saw Lonnie barge in. On Monday's episode, they picked up on that, but from Lonnie's point of view. The only slight miss for me, and I, I, I think I, I, I mentioned this to you in the group chat, is on Friday, he was on the couch. Mm. On Monday, he was in the... um recliner across the room it was just very odd he teleported tony <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's uh it was just a continuity gaff that yeah. made me laugh i was like what the fuck yeah they didn't think that through but i did like like you said um how she 
kept clapping back to um Whitley and she was trying to like she was set on getting her and Abe out of there somehow and she kept telling Abe like uh she is not Paulina I'm your daughter you're my father and all that she just tried to get through to Abe and, and Abe's reaction when Whitley had oh. enough and finally drugged her. Oh my god. Oh. I was like, oh. He was like, no. Oh my god, that broke my heart. Right broke. in front of me. Right broke in front me of me all the way down. And like, it, I did you see, Michael, you have to watch Friday's episode. Did you see the way um this was such a brilliant acting choice by Sal? But the way, like, you could see tears falling down on Lonnie's face. Yeah. Being Abe like that on Monday's episode and Friday's episode. And and that, that goes back to something Sal said in an interview forever ago. Like she said something in an interview forever ago. Like all she has to do is look at James and she can cry. Mm-hmm. And she played into that. So well. So well. Oh. And then you have the other side of it. You have John and Steve tracking down Jerry and learning the whole truth. I thought I thought John was going to kick Jerry's ass right there in the middle of the bus station. Yeah, I have to be they, honest. The way John was coming at Jerry made me a bit un- uncomfortable. So I'm glad Steve reeled him in. I yeah. thought it was a bit too much. It, it it was an inter- it was a callback without it was kind of a reminder of the fact that John it John still has as far as we know because they haven't said it's resolved the traumatic brain injury so when somebody he loves gets hurt a switch is flipped and he goes to 100 very very quickly yeah but i feel like it was kind of i felt like they were wasting time I was waiting for somebody to be. Can, can, I was like, can somebody call? Eight? Can somebody call Lonnie? Can, well, not Lonnie. Can somebody call Rafe and like let them know? Because the other, the other side of it was you. Why he ain't on the force no more? Huh? He ain't on the force no more. Why? They they forgot. Well, they forgot that honestly, because I think they the firing had just happened. Because that you know. That's why Steve called Jada because he was going to call Rafe and John's like, Rafe's not a cop anymore. And he's like, and Steve was like, I forgot. But I just kept waiting for somebody to call. And also, did anybody else want to smack Rafe in the face for not, for dodging the prison calls? Because dodging dodging made it worse. He's also, like, you cannot have people say or like characters say um that Rafe has been looking for Lonnie when he's like spent spends an entire episode just chit-chatting with people it was like John yeah it, it it was weird but my thing was like if you don't want the prison to think that she ran be upfront with them dodging their calls is only yeah. going to make the suspicions 10 times worse if something's wrong you come forward and you say something so that because listen the minute the u.s marshal found out they tracked her bracelet they could have done that from the job exactly 15 hours ago and found abe a hundred times sooner 
and it, someone pointed this out. I don't remember where, but when um when the U.S. marshal um got a ping or something like that, uh, the scene jumped to Lonnie like it was the the scene no, no. where she where she got the drunk. Monster star buzzing. Huh? The monster star buzzing or dinging? No, I think they just got the location on the phone. Where, yeah, um, but, but it, my thing it, is, why didn't, didn't they? Just, why it didn't it make they... sense for like someone said it didn't make sense because the scene we he said like we got a location and they all ran out of the ran out of the Salem PD, but the scene we moved to after that or something like that. She before or after that, she was at Whitley's apartment. Now, my guess is when the coordinates of the location changed, they pivoted direction and went to the pier. But there should have been a scene of something of like maybe as they're running through the square trying to track the signal, they realize that it changed and they pivot directions. Yeah. But I can see why, like, why didn't Rafe try to do this? Maybe he, he wasn't able to. I don't think he was able to because he's not a cop anymore. And the U.S. Mar- I think I think because it's a bracelet that came from the prison, only the prisons have the access yeah. to track it, which, again, is why you come forward and you say, we believe this prisoner has been kidnapped. Please help us track her down. Yeah. I had a feeling I, I had a feeling this ankle monitor was going to end up being the way they found Lonnie. Again, I'm not thrilled that she has to wear it. But I saw well, she I think be a monitor by now. Huh? She used to be a monitor by now. But I and honestly, yeah, that, that You deserve too. that. You deserve that and you know why. <laughs> yes, I guess. He's still dead, though. But anyway. <laughs> okay. I would give you that one. That one. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, I was, I'm was. i not thrilled about having Lonnie wearing an ankle monitor and everyone else not wearing one. But they kept pointing, like, she kept talking about it. I'm like, ma'am, like, on Friday's episode when, um, I think last Friday... During the funeral, she was like, it's okay, I have the monitor on. And then when she talked with Kristen, well, she was she had the, the monitor on. I'm like, this is way too the much. The before and after. But then she also, like, you knew because she when she was wearing pants, you couldn't see it on her. Which yeah. I knew was I knew was going to be on purpose because Whitley wasn't going to be able to know that she had it. But they she kept, like, pointing it out and they kept like close-ups of it so i was like okay they're doing it too much now that i'm thinking it's gonna be the way they find lonnie which lo and behold that's how they found my girl on the pier (laughs) oh my god now where do you think they're gonna find abe because i don't think there's they don't say much about it hold on hold on they still like found Abe. no Lonnie found So the thing is, Lonnie. No, no, I'm saying he is at home safe now. No, no, he okay. may be yeah, next week. This. I think he might be next week, next Thursday. Because 
because by next week, Whitley's in custody and Paulina slapping the shit out of her. Yep. The thing is, um, I don't know if I, we can talk about spoilers, but there's a whole there's a whole SOD article about uh next week and what happens with Lonnie and um Eli comes back, obviously. Have I'm so happy about that about that. Um but yeah, they should I talk about spoilers? We can. Oh, we've yeah. always so we've done it before. Basically, um Kayla finds an antidote because Lonnie is drugged. I think she got a higher dose. Apparently poisoned if there needs to be an antidote, which that was shocking. Yeah. So Kayla finds an antidote and she gives it to Lonnie. And when she comes to Eli, Paulina, and I think Rafe are there. Yeah. And she kind of like she tells them where um where Abe Abe is a or that Abe is alive and they all right. kind of look at her like she's nuts. Yeah, they look at her like she's like like you said, she's crazy. But Eli, since like they have a connection, is what Lonnie said, and they're like husband and wife, like they love each other. He believe eventually believes her, and I think Eli is gonna find Abe. So yeah, that's basically what the article said. It didn't give any details about if they're gonna find Abe or not. But that's basically the consensus. So yeah, Abe has not been found officially by everyone else, just Lonnie. And the way just <laughs> the way she just left her for dead at the pier. Which why the pier of all places? Like I get that's where Abe's she quote unquote memorial is, but well, yeah, I was like, okay, that's weird, but okay, I, I went mean, with it. She was, I think, I can see her being very desperate. And, like, she, this is the first place place she can hide. Like, just get rid of Lonnie. I, I don't think she's thinking through what she's doing. Because you see the way, like, when Lonnie pointed out that she's crazy and she was like, no, I'm not crazy. Like, everything she- was fine until you showed up. Because you, you could see, like... Whitley was trying so hard to hold on to her delusion, but every like Lonnie kept saying, like, everybody's gonna find me because I was I was out on furlough. And then she's like, Well, how? And then she showed him, she showed her the ankle monitor and she was like, Oh crap. Yeah. So she <clears throat> she knows that it we're reaching the end, or she's reaching the end, like she doesn't have a lot of time or options yeah she doesn't have that left so she's very desperate that's why she left Bonnie like that at the pier and you can like the way she keeps making Abe worse is breaking my heart because he was he's basically unable to speak he's completely catatonic like oh breaks my heart yes so I needed someone to save him I'm Eli Eli needs to come save the day, which is basically what I think he will. I can't wait. So we can discuss all that next week to see yeah. how that all plays out. But yeah, but overall, this was a really good week. I really enjoyed it. It really was. With those two episodes, that is. I mean, the rest of the stories are debatable. But when it comes to this story, good week. 
Shall we move into in other news? Let's go. We've got Sloan is pregnant. Nicole is worried about her pregnancy. Rafe and Johnny commiserate. Lee and Melinda go on a date. Chloe and Xander continue to mindlessly fuck. Justin and Bonnie almost tell Maggie about Sarah. Alex interrupts Chad and Stephanie's date. Kate tells Paulina about Philip. I like My- all of these. <laughs> um, I have to actually pull out the outline. Arya, can you go first? Because I have a list. Mm. Alex interrupts Chad and Stephanie's date. I, I guess what a bitch. Alex? No, no Chad. Chad. <laughs> I'm just... Please save Chad from this story. I know Michael is screaming no. Because uh, he hates him. But... Please save us from this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's bad. Just take <laughs> her already, Alex. Damn. This is the triangle from hell. Please save this us. Is, this triangle is not even Doug approved. Mm-mm. Like, I just, I just, this is not it. Is this the best you get? got with Chad? You could have just ridden Chabby off. I'm honest, just honest. Or you could have killed him. You left the lesser part of the couple. Because Chad, Chad was the one who was annoying me the most in all of this. Let the man shower and go about his day. Honestly, truly, he stayed because he was being a bitch the whole time. Because uh, and that's the thing, like, it's not like it was before where Alex was intentional. Like, the roles have kind of reversed in that when Alex and Stephanie were together, Chad was kind of the one hanging out that she was kind of, like, overly, like, she was being too sympathetic with. And Alex wasn't even this rude when you was doing that. And now the tides have turned, and Chad is a complete bitch about it. And I'm just like, dude. And I'm like, eh, what's the point I, of this? Are we going to ping pong between Chalix and Stalix? I would like the record to show. No, not Chalix. I mean, Stalix and... It, and Stad, I think. Chephany. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Chephany. Yes, yes. You came up with that, and that was actually really genius. I'm over um, it. But what, what was I about to say? I would like the record to show that I have been telling y'all that Chad Namara is a bitch since day one of this podcast. And now it is all coming full circle. Listen, I can admit when he's being a bitch and he bothers me. There are moments where he doesn't. He's just a bitch for you because he breathes. But in this particular instance, I co-signed his bitchness. It is the Lord's Day. It is that nice to tell lies on a Sunday. So good for you. Y'all are a mess. I miss this. But yes, he's a bitch. Um, But again, like. Get a little sweetness away from him. I'm tired. I like her. But when she is around him, she is unenjoyable. To me, she's just unenjoyable, period. No, y'all but, leave the sweetness with her shapely self alone. She's boring. and oh. But she is shapely and I see the potential. She's Stephanie, so she's sh- like she should be way more fun, but this is just not it at all. No, it really is not it. And I was kind of like, I just there are ways to do this without it being cringy and it's 
whenever one of them, be it Chad or be it Alex, does the territorial jealousy, insecure bitch shit, it's it's not pleasant to watch. It was unpleasant when Alex did it. It is absolutely unpleasant when Chad does it. Like we don't we don't want to watch this. It's not good. Move on from it. And that's and, my in other news. And we shall now move on to Michael's in other news. <laughs> I have in other news is. Oh, um, you've been absent. I'll allow it. Okay. So Sloan is pregnant. Sloan is not going to make it past the first trimester, folks. I'm assuming she even actually is pregnant, and that's just not a well, false we, positive. We saw, we saw the pee stick. Right. But what I'm saying is. She may she may have gotten a false positive when she goes to the doctor to confirm it. It's a whoops, I'm you're not actually well, well, pregnant situation. It's, it's 2023. False the, false positives medical, still happen. The medical science peace sticks are more accurate than they were 20 years ago. False positives still happen, especially if you take them too early. No, we shall see. But if she is pregnant, I doubt she's going. To make it past her first trimester. We're going to see her have all those stomach pains that Kristen was having when she was pregnant with John Jr. Um, Nicole is worried about her pregnancy. Look, days right as we get it. You're calling back to history. We love that for you. Please stop stressing us out like this. You've had the lady seeing the doctor. The doctor said the pregnancy is fine. Let us enjoy this, please. We've done Honestly, this twice no, before. No, and I'm going to tell you why. You're wrong, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it would be out of character for Nicole, given everything that she's gone through, not to have these concerns. You forget that second child that she lost, she lost two weeks before he was born, was supposed well, to be you're born. stressing me the fuck out, and I'm tired. Okay, but see this story, I it stresses me. I, we have done this twice before. We got to the sec the second one. We got all the way to the last trimester and lost. Just stop doing this. You're stressing us out. But I I like that Nicole is acknowledging it because it she can't just attach herself to this baby and pray that everything is going to be okay because of everything that she's gone to. She's scared. She should acknowledge it. She should voice it and she should work through it. And it's giving Ari Zuko great material to work with. It is, but damn it. This, this is a you problem that you're going to have to see your way through through the end of this pregnancy. Uh, mm, I guess, but no. <laughs> I'm gonna need them to something. I'm, I'm need them to ease off on that. It, it it is a hindrance. Um, my next one: Lee and Melinda go on the date. I like this. I liked this too till she fucked it up. Uh, okay, I, I believe after seeing her reaction after he left, she didn't do that purposely. I, I believe her. No, I think uh, she 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 had a she had an impulsive moment, and her ambition took over, and she regrets it. But, but see, here's the thing: I really feel like it was one of those things where she really was trying to talk off the record. My big thing was off the record or not. I'm not going to admit to the DA that I did a crime. You know what I mean? Right. It was the recording that 
it wasn't even so much the conversation that was the issue it was the fact that she was recording it i don't think that was purposeful though i really do After she pressed her... record it, she did, did she... we see that yes we saw we... it oh okay i didn't we... see it wait we saw we... her press record no, we didn't, didn't see her. It. We didn't okay. see her press. We didn't see her press record, but we saw the phone was recording. I think yeah, that we said saw. it. But but yeah, we saw. I, I do. I believe she never. That she, yeah, I don't think she actually had was having an agenda to record. No, I don't. Her. I, don't I don't think, think she had went, the agenda. I don't think she went into the date thinking it. I think in the process of the date, she realized she could get him to a vulnerable spot to potentially open up. And she took an an impulsive opportunity that she then later regretted. See, I disagree. I I really, truly believe just off her reaction afterwards. And when he left, I truly believe that it was an accident on her end. No, yeah. that wasn't. That wasn't. I fucked up. That was maybe. A, maybe I'm optimistic and I'm seeing the good in people, but I truly believe it was an accident because she really looked to- like torn up that that happened. So here's the thing: I see both sides because obviously it was recording, and I was like, "This should have been a headline." <laughs> I see both I, sides. I almost made it one, but didn't. Oh, I thought I thought you said title. Sorry. Oh yeah, uh, but it didn't air for multiple, or maybe it did. Yeah, yeah, for two episodes. Never mind. But yeah, um, I think I I don't think she went into the date um, intending on recording him, but I don't know if the the reaction she gave at the end was her regretting being caught or regretting doing this or her like not actually recording him for the sake of getting the like getting his side out i'm not too sure sure what it was but it i can see where michael is going with this it didn't look like she was yeah because if if it was more of a purposeful thing, I think she'd be like, damn, I almost have. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't it. It, it, it was, was it was more of, of like, a it was a remorse of I was really I to me it came off as I was really having a good time. I let my ambition get the better of me and I sincerely fucked up. Okay, I think we're getting our wires crossed because that first part, I definitely feel like, damn, I really was enjoying this date. And Fate fucked me over again. You know, that's how it came up to me. But we shall uh, see. I feel like we're going to see more of this. Yeah, I feel like we're going to see more of it too. Um, Lastly, and my, my, oh, I, I have, have more. more. Okay. I have more. Sorry. Um, Justin and Body almost tell Maggie about Sarah. Look, I was for this. I was so for this. But we're inching dangerously close to this isn't a secret that needs to be kept this fucking long y'all y'all need to wrap it up and mainly because um, you know they're pushing this till she comes back for victor's funeral about to pop right oh really that's what they're doing well i uh, feel like that's what they're doing because we know victor's memorial is next month well well my thing with this is we know you're obviously trying to put xander and sarah together and that you're gonna leave 
Is a Zoe. Yeah. Clander. Um, Clander. That sounds like a disease. <laughs> yes, it does. That's I, I regretted that as soon as it left my mouth. Um, <laughs> um, you know you're not gonna go anywhere with them. Now you're just you're edging people. Can you say that on the air? Uh, we've done it before. That? It's for I've said it, so it's fine. Will people know what that means. Um, you're edging people. Um, on both sides, honestly. And to be quite honest, if you have Xander missed the birth of his child over some petty shit like this, well, it's not petty, but over a secret like this, I how mean, can you rebuild Xander and Sarah? It's not like, it's not uncommon for they to do that with popular pairings. They literally had been miss out um, the birth of his son. So, yeah, but not in a like secret sense. He was fighting. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I know. But I'm just saying, like, fans need to like, prepare because they do. This is true. I, I get what you're saying, but also this is a different type of where him yeah. missing the birth. Yeah, I agree. I agree. How but can I'm just you saying, Sarah and Xander after that, if that's the goal they're trying to reach. Honestly, though, that's that's not the biggest hurdle that Z- Xander and Sarah have gone have have had to get over. But you know, he's a man, and a man is going to feel. Well, at this point, Sarah's going to have the cater to that. Sarah's going to have the forever Trump card of you let me think you let me raise a baby that wasn't mine and didn't bother to tell me that my baby died and I forgave you. That's gonna mean that's gonna mean they haven't worked through their issues. Yeah, exactly. And I'm about to say and so I know you can have that anger forever, but you've taken him back twice after that. So it's kinda kinda like like, why throw that in his face without you see what I mean? You're not going. You're not giving us stepping stones back to Zara if you go about that route. Yeah, either of those routes. Because to me, to me, Xander and Sarah as a couple, they're not compatible. I don't. They don't click for me. I don't like them. But they keep taking one step forward, two steps back, and they who was being generous? Huh. Who is being generous? Yeah, or five st- steps back, or ten. Yeah, that's generous. Ten. Ten step ba- steps back, okay? So, <laughs> um, my point is, I don't feel like they've properly built them, like, built a foundation for them, because they have never really come off as solid. So, well, and not only that, we've never seen them actually doing the work of forgiving and working mm-hmm. through their shit. Exactly. It's always she wakes up one day, realizes that she misses the scent of Xander's jizz in her sheets. Jesus. Oh, we just did. So, well, see, that's the clean version. I was going to say nuts. I guess that's a pod- t- podcast title. We can just work. jizz in the sheets. Yes. <laughs> But, you know, see, that was my clean version of saying that. I never say that. I was going to say nut. But I think that's even cleaner. See, that's what I thought. But okay. But we are diverging off the point as <laughs> oh, we but tend anyway, to do. Back to what I'm saying. Back to my thought. She she wakes up, realizes she misses the scent of gender's jizz in the sheets and come rag, and then goes back to him. We don't ever see them 
actually working through their shit. If anybody, we're seeing all these, well, we're not seeing anybody in Marlena's office, but we're seeing all these people go to Marlena for help. Those are the two we really need to see in couples therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... (laughs) It's much like the Kate and Marlena friendship. Everybody was pissed. Everybody was mad. They never understood why Marlena would be friends with Kate. And after all the things she's done and X, Y, Z. And then they had that conversation when they was tied up by um what's his face? And um now people are some not all. Some people are good with that. They've had the conversation. We've never gonna say not everyone is on board. Not yeah, you know. And to that I just say sucks to suck. (laughs) Um now that they've had the conversation, we've moved on. We're above that now. They're good Judy's, whatever. We have not seen Sarah and Xander have those conversations. And I really feel like that is needed if they want to build these stepping stones back to mm-hmm. Sarah. I really feel like they need to get this secret out of the way if they want to build those stepping stones back to Zara. If they don't want them back together and just want them co-parenting and raising a little child together, fine, go about the route they're going. But if y'all are trying to sell me on Sarah and Xander, and it's not going to be that hard of a sale. I'm one of the lone Sarah fans on this podcast. I actually like them too now. Okay. Well, too, if you're actually (laughs) trying to sell that to us, give it to us and do it right. Don't cut corners or give us bullshit plot lines that's sitting here. We've been on this secret for, what, a month now? And Honestly, we've been sitting on this since Sarah left because we knew she was pregnant with his child to begin with. They need to pack it up and move forward. Yeah. But I think I am going to do my another news pick, which is going to be pretty quick. Um, it's Kate telling Paulina about Philip, which was Did random as hell. Suit? Yes. That suit was so fucking <laughs> bad. Ooh, that was a suit. <laughs> Kate telling Paulina about Philip was random as fuck, completely and totally. But I love the Kate Paulina friendship, so I rocked with it. Your husband just died. You want some good gossip? Chill you up. Let me pour um, you some tea. I know your husband dead, baby, but let me pour you some tea to lift your spirits. Did you know my son still? <laughs> I did. I did like I when, when Paulina was like, I don't understand how you could be so pro Rafe when Rafe couldn't even find your son. I screamed. Yeah, that was a way for them to tell the audience that of curve. that Philip is on the way, and I'm nobody caught that. The I'm thinking I'm wondering if they're kind of going to do with Phil what they did with Whitley because they said it because either Paulina said something yeah Paulina said something about Philip and the devil like Tony you refresh my memory Michael yeah, I think I think back when Philip went completely off the deep end, we wondered if the devil was going to play a part in that when it happened, and then it didn't. So I'm wondering, since they brought the well, devil up now... I think, I think they're going to bring that back. Because remember, 
we thought that me, remember I vaguely remember Philip and Marlena having a small conversation. It might have led to more. Yeah, and I and I remember thinking because it felt like such a random pivot for Philip. Like I remember back when the story was airing, we all said this felt massively out of character and a major no, shift. We all didn't. We all didn't. We said it was a little extreme, but him. yeah, that's it, like what he was doing was in character, but it was a big jump. I remember the conversations, and so then um, we thought the devil was going to be a part of it, and then that never factored in. So I wouldn't. You be remember that really nicely because I don't remember it being a nice conversation. Oh no, it was. It wasn't. It, it was it, a it knockdown. It was fifth band in here. It, it was a knockdown drag out debate between all of us, which was fun. I was just trying to recap it quickly. Um, but I could see them basically saying that the devil planted the seed and exacerbated issues that were already there, which is why he went to a thousand. It's definitely possible. Especially with um, them making a point to tie Whitley into this. So, um, but that, it, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with Philip, but I really did enjoy Kate and Paul. I just enjoy Kate and Paulina's friendship in general. Same. How are we feeling about um, the new Philip, well, old new Philip? Mm. We talked about it last week. We talked about it well, last I week. I didn't. Go ahead. I. Okay, so. <laughs> I know you heard that. They're all bending my my face. Like a dog that pissed in the house. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I'm not gonna rub it in your face. I've done that all the past week. Um. Okay, this is a moment where it, M- Michael says something that makes everybody gasp. I don't hate this. I didn't either. And then I've been re-watching some of the stuff from when he was on. I'm not as enthused as I was last week. Okay. And let me tell you why I'm excited. As you all know, I'm the youngest on this pod. And honestly, I never let y'all forget it. (laughs) But um, he... Don't shoot me. He is my Philip. I mean, that's fine. Well, that no, let let, let me not be shady. Let me not be shady. Well, 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 you're entitled to your wrong opinion, but no, 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 I'm, not saying, I'm, <laughs> no I'm just saying, saying like, everyone has my the... Philip. Like I vigorously fight for like my other recast people. But he's my Philip because he's the only Philip I really truly like know and grew up with. I mean, that's fair. It's so like, it's like it's, okay, that's Philip. Philip is returning. It's like one of those those actors maybe uh, playing Jack back in the day. Like that was the Jack I initially grew up with. And same with Jennifer. I think it was like Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie Cameron. Which, another controversial take, she wasn't that bad. They just gave her shitty story. Yeah. Okay, we're, anyway, we're going we're we're to save make, that for our no, future I'm just top saying, five hot takes. I'm just saying, like, I can see his point. Because, like, those two were... It was, was it Mark and Stephanie? 
Yeah, yes. and then then there was the other Jack yeah. that we don't claim. That was like those just like Krista Allen is some people's Billy because that's the only. She is my Billy. She's my Billy as well because we don't know that other lady. I like the others, but still, I'm just saying. Um, Stephanie and Mark were the first jo- uh, Jennifer and Jack that I saw, so I can see why you would like prefer maybe John uh, John Paul Lavoisier's. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. So Lavoisier. that was close. Lavoisier. You were close. Um, like I can see why you were attached to his version. It makes sense. He's my least preferred version of the three pull-ups we've had. That was the Philip that was taking Bea down. Listen, the they... Yeah, listen, I, that's... They didn't really do much with his Philip in the year that he was there, except have him screw Bill. He literally fucked every episode. It was kind of... Odd like that's for me. All I can remember from that story was him and Bale. <laughs> because literally, that's all he did. Like I, and like I, I said, that's it. So, in that sense, it, I, I can kind of understand in that sense why that's the Philip you gravitate to. Because, like, you you love all that kind of stuff on soaps, but that's well, no, just it's, not. It's just that's the only Philip I know. Now, now, if you want to talk about other characters that y'all don't claim, but I will fight for, Cassie DePava is my Eve. Yeah, we don't have time okay. to delve into that. And Let's I'll keep fight it moving. Anybody, no, I want to finish this statement, then we can move on. I'll fight anybody trying to claim that she's not Eve. That is Eve. Wait until you see Charlotte's Eve, and then we'll talk. No, no, that is my Eve. And I stand ten toes on the free Eve. <laughs> All right. Well, in that news, what what are you? Uh, what are we going to be hearing for your uh, read of the week, Michael? Or do you have one? I have one, but it's not focused on this show, and I'm not going to be on the GH pod. Um, but I'm going to make a, a general sense. This read is for the soap fangers. And they're harsh, 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 harsh. And it ties back to the last conversation we just had. These harsh views on these recasts when your faves can no longer do the show for legal purposes um, or for any purposes that is not contingent on the well-being of that actor and the actors around them. Um. Y'all have got to stop this. I get it. Those your faves. You want them back. But sometimes it is not feasible or conducive to have that person back on that show. And when you fuck around and y'all purposely um, go into the focus groups and fuck us, go onto the t- timeline and fuck us and fuck up a perfectly decent, I'm not going to say good because you know, the case I was referring to was only on a few weeks. But perfectly decent recast, and now you've got us stuck with someone who is not compatible with the part. I'm being nice. Compatible with the part. 
and now we have to suffer through the consequences. Y'all have got to stop this. Y'all, this genre was built on recast. The first Dixie Cooney is not the Dixie Cooney you know. Without recast, we would not have the John and Roman saga. Without recast. I mean, look at all the story we got just off of Phillips' recast with him coming back with the plastic surgery. Now he got it again and looked like he used to, but that's not the point. We have got to lift this embargo, this fake-ass embargo that we have on recast. If your character ain't been on or, or played by the same actress for 25, 20 to 25 years... They are recastable. And only because, and I'm saying that only because you shit away all the flashbacks of the past 20 to 25 years that you can't use when you recast those people. But other than that, if they are not that significant, a recast can be done. And y'all need to have a come to Jesus about that. Because let me tell you something. If I have to deal with a recast 20 years older from one of my faves because y'all wanted to play bitch and moan, y'all would be hearing from me. And that is my read of the week. All right. All right. Are you praising or shading this week? I'm praising um, Kim Coles, James Reynolds, Sal Stowers did the thing this week. They were absolutely amazing. I loved watching their scenes together from the moment Lonnie came in to rescue Abe and the way like she was trying to get through to him and then uh Whitley showed up like and then Lonnie ending up being can uh, tied to a chair and drugged like all of it was so enjoyable, kept me at the edge of my seat, and they all just worked together really well. Like it was just so fun to watch. And they all did such an amazing job. So kudos to all three of them. Michael, are you praising? Michael, are you praising or shading? I'm shading. Um, I am going to shade this custody slash kidnapping story with Brady Kristen and Brady Christina. (laughs) Mainly because and I've said this before on the podcast many a time, and you recall that last episode, she don't know that fucking lady. That's what's making this story the biggest what the fuck to me. She's doing a lot for a lady she doesn't know. Because I saw it with my own two eyes when Brady Christina was an arm baby Kristen ran on the run for two years. And then when she got home, she promptly started wearing the bracelets that Lonnie wears now. She don't know that lady. She could be a Walmart greeter for all she knows. Now, she does know her for the past year and a half that Kristen has been back and in jail and out of jail. But at the end of the day, she doesn't know her like that. And from what we've seen in the past, Rachel should have, well, whatever the fuck her name is, should have um 
you know, some pause into maybe this lady ain't all the way right. Maybe she's dangerous. Had me playing flowers in the attic for Oreos and some bubble yum. It's weird. And if they don't address it, it's going to continue to be weird. And that is my shade. All right. And I am going to co-sign Ariet's praise. Sal Stowers, James Reynolds, um, and the actress who plays with me the bitch this week. It's your favorite role to play, so you should be happy. And it's been a while, so hey. <laughs> Someone had to shade. But I am co-signing Ariet's praise. Everybody in this story is doing an amazing job. I started out on team Michael and disliking the story, but as the storyline has been progressing, I am slowly coming over to team Ariat and I'm all aboard Get the with story. the winning team, Tony. Get I am. with the winning team. No. I am with you, sir. You're not. You're not. This is a nice story to have team. going. Hush Get with the winning team, Tony. Get with the winning team. You're on the losing team. <laughs> no, she's oh, no, I'm not. I'm on the winning team. You need to come on over and join us. It's nice here. You're, we have drinks. You're on the wrong team. <laughs> you're on the wrong side. But anyway, uh, this storyline has honestly been the highlight for me the last couple weeks. And I think you guys can tell that by the way we talk about it. Um, I'm really curious to see where it goes from here. And I'm just really excited. So that is my praise. Does anybody have any final thoughts? Get with the winning team. I'm so excited for the Lonnie see you next week. I know, me too. I can't wait. And is on that, that what they card her back to the who's cow? Leave my girl alone. What the word? She got to go back to jail. Yes, but we already knew that. I'm, I'm sure she enjoyed her time bringing in the sheaves. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.